Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, is, it, is it a commercial? You. Do you like chips? Like, do you really like chips? Where to the point where you're eating chips so much that you look around and there's crumbs and you're like, who put those crumbs there? Did I put those crumbs there? And I'm, and I'm here to tell you, yes, yes, you did, because you like chips. And if you like Cheetos, especially flaming Hot Cheetos, then you should tell people to subscribe to this channel, the Bitcoin podcast, because one out of a thousand, that's right. When we get a thousand subscribers, one of them is going to get a hundred bags of Cheetos, flaming hot Cheetos, baby. Think to yourself, how, how many Cheetos is that? And I'm here to tell you, it's like a million calories. If you ate it all, you would most definitely not be healthy, but we're going to send them to you because Flamin' Hot Cheetos are amazing. So that's right. Share this around. Get us to 1,000 subscribers. We'd like to have 1,000 subscribers because if we had 1,000 subscribers, that means one of those 1,000 subscribers is getting 100 bags of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So, you know, do your thing, guys. Do the YouTube stuff. All right. Ha! Welcome <laughs> back. Yes. Ha-ha. Welcome My back man. to the Bitcoin Podcast. Episode 369. Will the real stable coin please stand up? I'm please I'm the show host. up. I'm the I'm the will show up. Did I get that wrong? Yeah. Show up is the title. Play on words. Oh, well, happy accident. You know? Happy accident. I'm the host of Talks First. The <laughs> I'm the second host, Dr. Corey Petty at your service. And I'm the third host, Jesse Broke. Where are you at? Jesse, Jesse? It looks a like, man broke. Looks like you're about to have a duel with someone. I like this dude. It's like he's got his new background, put NFTs up there. That's he's in, the official he's in. I think he's in the metaverse. I think so. I'm, I'm living in it. Yeah, he's in the metaverse now. <laughs> Why did you sigh so deeply after that? Because I, 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 the metaverse is just some gimmick. Like it's it, there's so much gimmicks. I think there's, there's like so a. Many I think there's a Discord called the Metaverse, yeah. and it's got a bunch of folks in it. That are doing NFT stuff. So it was very funny. I was watching a show recently where a guy uh, randomly, you know, YouTube puts randomness in your life. That's why I love YouTube. And some random podcaster was talking about NFTs and he was like, what metaverse? Or he said, yeah, when this all moves to the metaverse, then things are going to be, things are just going to be crazy and awesome. And then immediately after saying that, he said, but I guess it depends on which metaverse you're in. And then I immediately thought in my head, it was like, 
that's not if you have multiple metaverses then i mean there's different metas yeah we'll take it from the context of a game right so if anyone doesn't know what like the standard phrase is the current meta or like this meta or like the southeast asia meta is the general concepts that a given subculture plays in a game or like how you play the game based on how the game changes and so, or, or like how a group of people decide that like the right way to play the game is this and so like if i take dota 2 for instance it, it it's a game that has five people versus five people pick a hero everybody picks a hero and they go five on five and win the game whatever it's a moba uh, but anyway like the game patches itself and alters how the game is played slightly or every every couple months or so and so it drastically changes like how each like how the roles of each five players play and that changes over time and it also changes depending upon like what region of the world you're in and how the professionals in that region happen to play the game or how they like to play the game mm-hmm. and so like in that context there's a bunch of metaverses because there's a bunch of different ways to view how you're supposed to be doing something i just call it meta I, like when i think of meta i think of column headers <laughs> Why? When I when I think of meta, I think oh metadata. Yeah, they're like, they're making they're making like video game worlds sound cooler than they actually are. I mean, like <laughs> when every week, right? When I was playing Call of Duty Warzone, oh. they were like, "What's the new meta this week?" And I See? was like, That's "Why it. don't you just say what weapon does the most damage under the yeah. call under <laughs> the exactly call where it is. says damage?" Though, if you sort that That's by greatest meta. to least. That's yeah. the meta. What's so the most like, broken thing? That's what that's, the meta is. That's the meta. And so when I think everybody's like meta, I, I always think of column headers like every time. I'm like, let, let's just get oh. down to the brass tacks. There's a column that's getting resorted. All right. That's what's going on here. So let's just cut all the bullshit with this slang and what's the weapons doing the most damage and add, adding the most agility. All right. That is damage versus agility ratio. That's the meta this week. So uh, NVIDIA, if I, I just I just searched the metaverse on DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is a NVIDIA blog about what is the metaverse. First thing it says, the metaverse is a shared virtual 3D world or worlds that are interactive, immersive, and collaborative. Like Minecraft. Mm. Yeah. Or like you know, uh, Decentraland, all the land, like the likes the Landau stuff. The NFT channel's mm-hmm. going crazy about. Have you ever been like, into Decentraland with VR on? Uh, no, but I've seen videos of it. It's pretty, still pretty kind of like lame. A, a couple of buddies of mine like throw like for a while. All conferences during during the COVID were like in different metaverses, and then there'd be NFTs on the wall and shit like that all over the place. Like, and that's that's why like NFTs make a difference, or why it's even a conversation in crypto world is because. You can you can showcase unique items in a digital world in a way that you would imagine like showing digital art in the real world. Mm-hmm. I just saw a lot of vandalism and dicks on walls. Well, that's always the case. I mean, <laughs> like I, there was a whole museum that I walked into, and there's just dicks everywhere, in every shape. What form neighborhood were you in? Theme. I I was near the center. I guess I was near. What, what do they call the center? Near the square? center. Yeah, you know, no, seriously, it's like near the city center. There's some <laughs> weird shit in there. I've never been on. 
Will it ever not be a human? Everywhere we go, we're gonna draw dicks. It doesn't matter. We could go to a different planet, and that's one what I'm saying. Like person is yeah. Gonna... <laughs> people people who like talk about the metaverse, like like it's in some abstract concept that's like super cool. Like when you actually like visit it, it's it's on a web browser. Uh, you can enhance it your your viewing experience with VR enhance. if you choose. Yeah. And when you go in it, it's like shittier than Minecraft or as shitty as Minecraft. And you go, wow, we have like AAA games, but we couldn't make this that good, you know? Mm. So, I mean, I, don't I know. think and when it ties into crypto, though, I think everybody is looking forward to the point. And I don't even know if this is possible, if economy will allow this to happen. Is if I if I spend all month just grinding away in Final Fantasy 14, I get these cool ass Bamfa and I can punch a dragon in the throat, kill it one shot, boom, slow, magic flies out, purple it's glistening. Uh that was so descriptive. Uh, you know, can I take my Banfas and take them out of Final Fantasy 14 and then put them into another game? I don't know what Bamfa means. It's uh you it's mean a Tomfa? weapon. Tomfa. Tomfa? Yeah, Tomfa are the, the sticks. I thought it chain. stood for like badass motherfucking accessory. Like no. I thought you were, I thought that was an acronym. <laughs> Sorry, I got it wrong. That would be a good acronym. Like it's Tomfa. They're <laughs> like Tomfa yeah. are basically the, the batons that the police had in LA with okay. the, the the you know, you hold it like this and cool. Got it. Except yeah. that's Cali sticks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cali sticks are sticks, I think. But Tomfa's you know, oh, they're made so if you if you punch, you uh, damage. Didn't what's her face in Mortal Kombat use those? The uh, police chick. I think no so. One, no one likes. I think so. Sonya. Sonya. Sonya Blade. Sonya. Uh, but uh, you know, if our Tom was you know killing dragons one shot, and then if I could you know peel them out of Final Fantasy fourteen and pluck them right into Fantasy Star Online, but they also say like, hey, these have killed dragons in multiple games. And you, you're not going to find these Tomfas in Fantasy Star Online because I brought them over from another game. And they might not be as worth as much here, but at least you'll know that I'm using Tomfas you can never get because I grinded hard and I got them in a different game. Right. You know, like I've talked about this so many times, just like yeah. power creep and like multi multi world economies and how difficult it is to get right or, or impossible for that matter. It's near impossible. It's like a chaos theory. We need. That's why it's, it's always always aesthetics. Like for most game to game, um, proof that you've done something in one game showing up in it as like an accessory in a different game. It's aesthetic. And it's like a, and it's and it's always like stunted. It's only showcasing that you've done something that no one else has that they, but they can see it. And that's like most of the value behind. A lot of the NFT stuff now is Ooh. showing someone that you've done something that, you, that that they haven't, and then you being able to prove it by pointing at it in blockchain and your maybe, ownership of it. Dude, maybe that's how it just starts, though, is that you unlock the ability to peel the aesthetic out of one game and put it in another, and then you can that's level a, it up in multiple that's games. Huge. That'd be huge. That'd be right? super awesome. But like, so here's one thing. So like, if I think about the concept of an NFT as it is today, and like the ERC seven twenty one standard, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it is basically a repository or a list of links, if if I, if you will, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's like here's a here's an attribute, and then here's a or, or like key value pairs, right? And the keys are usually attributes that then get 
rendered some way in some some game. For instance, one of the attribute would be picture or photo. It's always a photo because the RC twenty one the way they're used today, and and that's just a link to what photo to use. And then everything that renders an NFT knows how to parse. Where do I get the photo? And so when you look at NFT, you always see the same photo. And so, but in reality, an NFT is only a list of attributes and then values for those attributes. If, if you think about uh, CryptoKitties, DNA was one of them, or like, like everyone who's gone through the whole crypto zombies thing has learned that like you have DNA and then whenever you make, whenever you, you marry two zombies or do whatever the hell they do for zombies and you make a new zombie, it mixes the DNA and then does some, you know, fun hashing to that, which comes up with a randomization of it. And then you have a new zombie. That's how you're reading crypto caves. But like the, the the picture part of an NFT is just our way of making it easier to understand what an NFT is. They don't always have to have pictures. It's just it's just one of the per, the parameters or attributes that it started with. And for some reason, everyone thinks it has to have that. And so, like, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with that. I most recently talked to one of the artists that I'm. Oh yeah, I know. Sorry, I know what's going on with that. I need to cut you out, but I want to finish. The who cares? Should have lost it again. <laughs> who cares what the? Oh yeah, there we go again. Stop talking. <laughs> so the person who makes an NFT, or like so we'll call it a 10Ks. That's what NFT QT likes to call them. Who makes this set of this collection of NFTs for a given pur- purpose? Say we'll call it for a game, right? A game says we use NFTs, and so every item that you get, every Bantha or Tomfa or whatever it's called Tom. in your game is an NFT. But like they hard coded the tributes for those NFTs. Attributes, attributes. I don't know how you say it. Depends attributes. on if you're British or American. Yeah, yeah, attributes. And you're American. Attribute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh and so like if someone wants to take those and then port them to a new game they're stuck they're confined to the attributes that the f- people who implement it used you can't add to it you can make a derivative of it in terms of like taking one and morphing it into a new different standard or set of attributes but like you can't alter the original one Unless the original company says you can, and they've they've pre-built it in, and so like that takes a lot, a lot, a lot of work to think about preemptively what how you morph that thing or evolve it over time. If you want to add anything to it, you can't. I've never mm-hmm. seen a game allow transference of assets from one game to another. Like I can't take like a Dota two mountain and somehow have it in CS:GO writing next to me. I wish you know. I what think there's it? instances of it. There is there is instances of it, except because but like they always they always failed. Okay. What we why did they fail? The they're amount of work profit, associated with one game no, is not profit. is not equally mapped to the amount of work of a different game, and so you get in, you get you drastic imbalance. I see, I see. And so like you can end up farming something really really easy in one game, getting a bunch of it, amassing it, and then transferring yeah. it to the new game, and having an, an, an imbalance of power relative to the work people are doing in that one game. In terms of its function or in terms of its economic value? Depends on how it maps, how it moves over. Yeah. And if you can extract it, then then it's it's even worse. You just end up, it's a farm. If there was a way people can make money or beat something while doing less work than everyone else, they're going to do it. Even if it's a fucking video game. But but that's that's the nature of like, 
having like that's like two exchanges where the price of one asset is higher and you know when you're arbitraging across yep. right it's going to be the same thing the games are yep. you know the swaps for the exchanges people will, but that's people okay will right that's okay sure. as long as the well, game like you may break a game behind the game agree that hey we're going to take profits on the transactions so however much work it takes to bridge this asset over like that that's the human conversation that probably needs to take place. Yeah, it's, it's like, sure they may make, make a bunch of money but the game is stupid. You may you may ruin the game it could. for a large group of Unless players. Unless you just say it's purely aesthetic which largely they all are cosmetic. Oh, aesthetics right? are fun. Yeah. If it's right. aesthetics I don't give a shit. But Assuming, I still have never seen that though, Corey. I've seen it in Diablo a lot. Oh okay. What do they like do most, in most of the Blizzard games have some form of aesthetic crossplay. Yeah, they do. It's, like so, in, for instance, like World of Warcraft and Diablo. Yeah. So, like in for Overwatch, instance, there's whole levels designed to look like World of Warcraft. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking like about. A cosmetic item. So, like, like as Diablo. your character in Diablo, um, each season they they like say, for instance, I remember when Overwatch, not Overwatch, what was that what was that shitty MOBA that came out for Fight Blizzard? Uh, I forget. Doesn't matter. They came out, no, no, it's no, not. Blizzard. That's Riot Games. So anyway, it didn't matter. They came out with some some crappy MOBA that no one plays. Um, but as like a as a marketing campaign, if you bought that, you then got a pet inside of Diablo 2, which is like this just aesthetic thing that follows you around. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. It actually it picks up gold, but it, you get a free one. All it does is like a skin for the pet that was one of the characters in that game. Okay. Right. And so like that's that's an example of of that, right? Like you have an aesthetic that says you did something in another game in their like uh-huh. gaming universe. No, but what other I other people could see. You tell me if this exists, Corey. What I want is a pet in Diablo to be transferable to Dota 2 as a mount. A courier, rather. Courier. That'd be sweet. That's be what great. I want. I want to see that and then do that in NFTs. And then so do that in Decentraland. So your lifelong grind can be ported throughout the internet. Right, that like would be they, awesome. You wanna that. you wanna stunt wherever wherever you can. That would be I mean, why not? Like, I would love to be able to flex how good I was at GoldenEye and Halo Two to these young. Those days are over, bro. You're not you're not I wanna, can't, can't prove that. You know what I'm saying? They can't. I can't get prove a golden gun. You know, I can't. As a I skin, believe you can earn win items for other COD games from Call of Duty Warzone. I think that's true too. Yeah, you can. That's another example yeah. of like you can do a bunch of stuff between like zombies and the all, like, all, the, different, all the different Call of Duties will end up giving you some aesthetic in Warzone uh, because they've they've so, turned that they've turned Warzone into the kind of the conglomeration of Call of Duty and all the different games are like ways in which you can play something similar but so earn aesthetics to, uh, wars on shout out to my man john nash gone too soon so i think that it's kind of like you remember that scene, a beautiful mind john nash bro yeah was that a like, shitty transition where are you going award with no i'm going somewhere with it award-winning you know economist mathematician john nash and that scene in a beautiful mind where he was like if we all go after the blonde nobody gets the blonde so like right now these gaming companies are all going after the blonde Right. Somebody needs to join them and say, like, hey, you guys should collaborative collaboratively work on a blockchain scheme, something to build on so that your games can intermingle with one another. It's not it's not it's a human it's, conversation. It's not the blockchain. It's it's the it's the sharing of profits and the sharing of exactly. intellectual property. And it's easy about. for Blizzard to do it, right? Because they own World of Warcraft they own it all. and like everything, right? So it's just they're it's also it's, it, it incentivizes the people of one game to then go buy and play a different game just to get an aesthetic in it in, in the game they care about right it 
And so like as a, as a company that owns a bunch of games, that's what you want to do. But like you'll need to come up with some type of partnership or cabal or whatever of a bunch of different companies to then I like that word. Do that across games. And that is less likely because they're not willing to show that. Like you have to really show that it it benefits both parties by a lot. Everyone's more than like the blonde. Yeah, well, good luck. They I mean, need to not all I, I the gaming blonde. gaming companies have been ultra competitive for a long time, and now I think it's re- ramping up even more based on like the gaming landscape. It's so much larger than it used to be. And it makes a lot more money because esports is blowing up. Got one word for you, EA. Coopetition. Google it. Look it up on Wikipedia. I didn't so, know how big the mobile games market was. It's, it's like pretty massive. Every other industry. It's and disgusting. We can give a shout out to India for that. And Philippines. Uh, China. And China. Korea. I mean, everyone. Like, no, it's China. It's largely China. China. Yeah. China. It's nuts, dude. Anyways, we talked a lot about things that aren't what we're supposed to be talking about. No. Off the jump. Stable, stable coins. I tweeted something the other day. I'm going to tweet a little bit more just so I can say I tweeted something the other day. Uh, and I said stable coins, and I put it in quotations, sounds like a marketing, is, is a marketing scheme. And I got four hearts. You know, it was great. But I think that stability is in the eye of the beholder. I mean, I, it's, here's the thing. all Nothing is truly stable. The dollar moves in value. Uh, gold moves in value. Silver moves in value. Everything moves in value because humanity changes, right? So the idea of a stable coin, I'm just like, they're never going to be stable. And even if you look at stable coins on the price chart, you'll see them do these itty bitty jumps. And guess what, guys? Those itty bitty jumps are what make a small amount of people a shit ton of money, right? That's that's just the the, the essence of, of currency exchange, right? When the dollar drops to 99 cents somewhere as opposed to something else, somebody made a shit ton of money off that one penny. A lot of Can money I off that one penny. say that what you just said is stupid? What's stupid about it? It's, it's like stability is relative. Yeah, sure. And that's like that. What you just said is like the human life isn't very long because the universe is so long. What's wrong? It's with like that? that's, a, that's it's like a tautology. Like it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense. Like uh, it, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Right. <laughs> so like when we call what, the reference of a stable coin in in crypto, you didn't let me or, get to my point, man. All right. You just cut me off and then call me. That's stupid. You're talking about like you're 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 talking about stable coins the wrong way. So keep you going and then I'll go I'll continue. On a journey with me. I will continue. All right. So I don't even know where I am anymore. We just took a. You wanted to talk about how all stable coins are not stable, but in reality, I agree with Corey. And small amounts of variation. Let me get, get to it. Let me get to it. Okay, get to it. All right. Now I gotta. Let me fix my flat, put the tire back on, get back on the journey. Jesus Christ, man. I'll help you. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll say is if uh, Frodo had this much pushback at the Council of Elrod, he never would have fucking <laughs> dropped the ring. And he would have been like, man, fuck you guys. You fight these orcs on your own. I'm out. That's what you All get right? for making me a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Look, so in order to create stability, we rationalize something, right? We literally rationalize, which rationalization is a powerful 
very powerful um, creation that we did with numbers when we were like, you know, I got all these sticks and I'm used to paying my boy, uh, you know, Jim, the caveman and coal sticks, but I'm going to pay him in a half a stick. He's like, what do you mean? Look, I'm going to break this shit in half. And there we go. We rationalized things. Very powerful things happen when humans start rationalizing. So rationalizing means uh, we take a number and divide it by another number. We modify the number. And that's stability, right? We've now <laughs> taken a thing and related it to something else, a relationship. So when it comes to stability, what's the base modifier that makes that thing no longer stable? How do we get to that? Who knows that? Who can take advantage of that? Like if we look at die, there's a base thing that's making that thing stable. Whoever knows that can always take advantage of it and always be ahead of it. A hundred percent of the time. And when that damn stable coin drops one penny, they probably made a few milli. Maybe. Ain't no maybe to it, bro. That's what happens. Okay. Then first (laughs) off, this this variation will always happen when you're talking about value. I know. So period. Saying, that. Period. That's all. That's, that's like it's. But like what the mechanism in which people are making money based on that variation and then driving it back to the to, to what it's pegged to is. Yeah, it's been there. It's already been there. That mechanism that keeps it at a certain peg and people profiting from it is the reason it's stable. It's crazy. And when you talk when you talk about stability. You talk about being able to project a given value over a longer and longer period of time. How stable it is, is defined by the period of time in which you're able to understand what the value should be in the future. Mm. Right? Steeper than And so that is worth a lot of money. Yeah, I mean... Just in itself, right? And so if you make mechanisms that incentivize the value or the, or what's at stake or the people holding things at stake to maintain that peg to a given value, a specific value. So you can, so that you can do the forecast and they make money from it is the amount of money that they make to maintain something worth that forecast. I think that's where you need to actually make that, make that decision. One is like, is the value behind it and the risk associated with putting it up front as collateral Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to maintain a specific time forecast valuable right so like if you that's that's the argument you need to make and i think that it's incredibly valuable it's, it's like the amount of money these people make to maintain stability is well worth it well he's in, in terms of die die is a more equitable fair market for doing that type of thing mm-hmm. it's an experiment in a lot of ways but it's a large experiment when you take it to something like fiat like the us dollar it's drastically different the 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 ability to abuse alter justify and then say something else to the public around the underlying value behind its its evaluation or like how much you can forecast its value in the future is very different and up to a few a very small amount of people and the other stable coins in crypto are also different because they're backed by different assets and controlled by different people. And so like when you talk about a stable coin, one, can I forecast its value over a period of, over a longer period of time? And the longer I can forecast that value, the more stable it is, the more I trust it. And what brings volatility into that is the underlying collateral and who has control over it. 
So what is maintaining that peg to a specific value and how much variability is it in that and who controls it and who manipulates it? Mm. And so like, like to argue with your opinion that the, for things like die, the value associated with maintaining the peg when it, when it goes out of its, its variation is well worth the amount, like the, the, the profit those people make when compared to the amount of money it's being used for in business to, to project value in the future. Mm. So you're saying just the accuracy of one's ability to project stability means that they deserve that profit that they get. Yeah. And the the, trust associated with it. Every once in a while, micro changes in the stability of a stable well, it's a market. It's an open market. It has to move. What's what's what you're what you're relying upon is the mechanisms behind putting it back and how fast it goes back. Mm. It'll mm. always move. It's about how fast can you react to 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 like steer it back to where it's supposed to be. Which brings me to my next point. How anti-fragile is crypto getting to China's bullshit? Like we we got a pretty was a pretty big drop. From recently, when we're talking about price of Bitcoin, it went from like 50 something to 40 pretty quick. Right. But it does look like it's kind of leveling out and headed. the. Uh, what I'm saying is like if news like this Evergrande stuff that's going on, like any news from China used to like totally just it used to ruin people's lives. Well, some lives probably got ruined in the past few days, but like it used to be bear market. This is the end. It's going to be dark, gloomy days for a while. And it doesn't even. That's the crypto. Like, yeah. Like, like, every time it happens, like, well, crypto's dead. Every, yep. like, every time it happened. Every time. They happen a lot. Like every year or more, like more than once a year, China would say something and the market would, would fluctuate wildly. Yeah. Like wild. So, but this is, this is like, if you look at it, like it's only 300 billion, right? And it's real estate largely, right? Like Tether's exposure to Evergrande cannot possibly be 300 billion, but look at how much the market shed. It shed like what over 200 billion because of that, that news that's, that's not even related. So when you talk about like the, the scale of the fluctuations, they're still pretty large. And that news is not even associated with Bitcoin or any crypto. Like it has been in the past where the large shifts have been due to China saying that they ban crypto. It was like, it was like, implicitly associated with crypto. Alicia was telling me this right before the show. So I was asking like, what happened with this Evergrande stuff? And apparently like it has to do with Tether and how much debt they have or bonds they have associated with Evergrande debt. And since they can't manage their debt anymore or like regulations associated with China are making it much more difficult for Evergrande to manage their ridiculous amount of debt, that it creates instability in Tether, which Tether's so tied to Bitcoin, there you go. Like, I guess it really depends on like what their exposure, what Tether's exposure to Evergrande is, right? But we don't know hard numbers. So at the end of the day, like if if the debt is 300 billion, it still doesn't make sense that the market would fluctuate 200 billion. Like, so the magnitude of that small news that's should not be really crypto related. It's equity market related, but not crypto related should not have shaken the market that much, but it did. Mm. So I'm not going to like, like downplay how much news to some degree affects the emotions of people who are trading crypto. Yeah. I mean, all it's, markets. It's still pretty of, large. 
Two hundred billion emotions, baby. Yeah. Two hundred billion's a lot to come out. I'm not gonna lie. I could use a billion. Yeah. <laughs> Slide me what do you do with a billion. I don't even know. See, go like, going to space and shitting on my employees I as I do it. That's what I would do. I'll be like, I'll take, a, you guys I'll take a long break. That's what's that's one thing that's going to happen. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine the sweaty smile that Jeff Bezos's PR team did when he was up there? Like, I just want to thank all the employees that ever broke their back for me to go to space. I I want to thank y'all. This is on y'all. We made this no. Movement for mankind whatsoever. <laughs> this PR team was like, I just regularized technology to do this. It was just expensive. Yes. <laughs> we made no measurements. We did no science. Nothing happened up there. Thank you all. Like, man, I pissed in the <laughs> bottle to make that delivery 45 minutes out of town. <laughs> but you Bezos. know what? Bezos got to go to space, so it's all worth it. It's all. <laughs> I was a part of something not very big. I, I saw some article that kind of um, gave a little like more understanding to the scale at which how wealthy those people are like Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Like, so to, to have 200 billion, right. You would have to make, let's say like, let's say the average American makes like 60 K, right. Which is more than I think the average American makes, but I think that's mm-hmm. true. 3.3 million years of working to get to that. <laughs> right? So like American dream baby, we can do it. it. When, you, when you think about it, right? It's not possible like working any normal job, any any extremely white collar job unless you're in investment banking or investment just like a VC stuff. There's no way you can get that much money. Just no way at all. Yeah. No, dude, American dream. You can do it. Just come over here and start it yeah. like a taco truck and just work your ass <laughs> off. You got it. Bro, selling tacos is the way to go. Yeah. Oh, speaking of taco trucks, I don't know why. Maybe it's just unconscious to me. Like I found a taco truck next to this gas station over by my house. Mm. Huh. It's sounds the only like good Mexican food in all of Maryland. That sounds like a combination. I found a taco truck next to this petrol, mm. petrol station. Oh, it's boy. so It's so legit. It's Mexican the, street tacos. The sharp tone. There's nothing in Maryland that's good. And now 87 octane make the tacos just just explode. It's umami. All right. So let's. Oh, yeah. Dude, just hop on StreamYard. That shit's free. <laughs> yeah. Who? What's this say? Says, look at the, the tele- Look at your monitor, dude. What are you doing? Dude, I can't talk and read at the same time. Get out of he here. Says, Who does the that? way you guys are talking about Bezos is how I imagine 4 billion people on the earth view any of you who can make a YouTube video. Hey, man. Nah. It's going to take y'all 4 billion people 3.3 million years to figure this shit out. Let me give you a hint. Let me save you 3.3 million years. StreamYard.com. There you go. They don't pay us. We actually pay them. So yeah. I think it's, yeah. Just cut it down to 3.3 million. There you go. Save y'all some time. Save some. What are you using to generate your background, Jesse? Is this stuff like a GIF? So I've got yeah. Don't give him the secret sauce. I don't care. Let him learn on his own. No, I'll help him. It's not that hard. (laughs) They can can have a full background too. (laughs) All right. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna make a background. You're gonna be left out. All right. So (laughs) is that a great? 
or no? No, Still no it's, just it's, a, really it's, a, it's a room divider. That's my okay. life back there. There's a, really there's a black uh, black glass whiteboard that I refuse to put up. Yeah, you buy whiteboards and don't put them on walls for years. Man, this was in my office and there's construction going on. Hater. Okay, right, I'm not going to put it up because I don't want to put it up. You know? What do you have a black whiteboard? So I can write with it. I'm what bright. do you use to write on it? Hot um, pink? That's one of the colors. There's also hot orange and hot blue and uh, hot white. That's, that's actually really cool. I don't think it so. is, isn't it? That's fancy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put it in my office and leave all my plans for the businesses on it. So then, when I have to do interviews for podcasts and stuff, it's in the background, and everybody yeah. thinks the dude's smart when he's got random math equations on a whiteboard in the background. Now you can just show all your business, and I'm not gonna do that. I'm not that foolish. <laughs> Famous last words. No. Um. So one of the things we've talked about intermittently in the past, you know, a couple months is I think it is a very, I don't know why, to me, it's a very important story to follow in crypto. And that is what's going on in El Salvador. It's just, I don't know. I, I guarantee there's like, I don't know, three miles worth of fuckery written down about what El Salvador is trying to do with Bitcoin right now. People just winging it, showing up to work. Hey, the president said we got to do Bitcoin. We got to figure it out. All right, shit. What are we going to do? I don't know, man. Let's Google it. Like that's what that's what's happening in El Salvador right now, and it's a live experiment. But they're the first nation, really. I think Ukraine's around the corner from doing it too. I was like, you know what? Bitcoin. That's the legal tender. We're gonna start using it, and it's just gonna be our way of life. It's an interesting uh, experiment. I'm gonna see what Alicia has for us to uh, yeah, talk on to. On the subject, she's talking about central bank of Ukraine to promote fair Bitcoin regulation. Yeah. And that's on uh was it Coin Telegraph? I know there's a lot of uh hey, somebody in this world still thinks we work for Coin with Coin Telegraph, by the way. I got an email from somebody. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no, I get emails that call me Ken still. Like Yeah. I get all kinds of emails who have no idea what we do. I someone was telling me an email about the music that I make. Hmm. That's they the just, they just of- shot they just shotgun blast stuff, dude. Yeah. They don't they pick one random episode and they're like, that's the one I'm rolling with. Uh, <laughs> I need to talk to uh, no. Um, Let me pull, pull up a, a work email I have here from, um, from Status. What was I going to say? So it's a great experiment. Like right now, people are. I saw a picture recently, and you know this is all PR for the government. Like, but you see a line of about I don't know, look like three to four dozen people waiting to use a Bitcoin ATM, which means they're going to be in line probably for two days, considering how fast it takes to use a Bitcoin ATM. But uh, it's interesting to see, um, you know, a country really giving it a shot. Um, but they're gonna learn a lot of lessons, and so like, I mean, you know, like, it's probably akin to how poor the usability of like Bitcoin was in the early days, mm-hmm. and how far that's come based on basically a bunch of people move, losing their money. Like the reason we came up with hierarchical deterministic wallets is because people kept losing their wallet.dat file. And everything that was associated with it. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're like, oh, we need a better way to help people secure their own cash so that 
the process around securing your private keys or you know your keys that your crypto the process of securing your keys is better and if your your drive fails you don't lose it so like mm-hmm. seed phrases were born and your ability to keep track of all of your keys across all your chains with a single 12 word seed right like that it happened because it used because it was a poor user experience beforehand and people lost money and so like if we use that as an analogy to a government doing it, mm-hmm. they're going to have some poor experiences, especially the first ones. And the process of people losing their money, I don't know, maybe it could go both ways. It could be double-edged sword. Like it could be a lot of people losing a lot of money or complaining about certain things is going to make them come up with better solutions that are then useful to everybody. Or a lot of people who are able to profit from the manipulation of this mm-hmm. end up not making anything better and becoming filthy rich. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, one, I, I guess some of the mostly the, the filthy rich part is there's so many challenges I hope that they don't have to, to face. And that is, like, what happens if they lose their private keys? What happens if a government loses its private key? Jesus Christ, that would be just silly. But um, I hate. I like uh, that would be silly. Bro. My into like I, I don't even. I'm split on that one. Like my intuition feels like okay, it's that much money. They've hired people, a bunch of people, to come up with the process to then give a level of comfort around the security of this thing and it not being able to be stolen. Mm-hmm. And then my reality side is like, no, it's not nearly as good as it should be. And it's probably very susceptible and it's going to get stolen. Like, I don't, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, ugh. I guess that's like, I guess that's the con of crypto. Then nobody, because you always see these pro and con charts when it comes to cryptocurrency about how much better it is than paper money, right? How much better it is than government issued fiat money. And I guess that's a huge con that no one actually puts on the table. And that is if you're going to be running government entities that do run on cryptocurrency, you have to put redundancy and you have to put clearance, security clearance measures in place. But now all of a sudden you've made it that much easier for that person that does have the security clearance to pull some fuckery. So I mean, yeah, that's part of the process of setting up the accounts and then the process of managing how those accounts change and grow and are audited and so forth. And standard auditing procedures I don't think map very well to how you manage crypto or set up accounts mm-hmm. that are multi-signature enough to handle crypto safely. Now, luckily for Bitcoin, it has it has really secure multi-signatures baked into the protocol. So if they did that, don't know if they did, can't tell, mm-hmm. then you're better off. And the fuckery is susceptible to those people who are on the multi-sig, depending on how big it is. Now, multi-signatures mm-hmm. of Bitcoin aren't that big. Maybe Taproot later on down the line will make them allow allow them to be bigger and have more complex logic, but no one seems to be doing shit with that. So who knows? But like, so like, at best, it's I don't know, maybe seven. I'm not sure how big a 
a Bitcoin, a, a native Bitcoin multisig can be off the top of my head? Mm. I think it's seven. seven. I'm going to Google that. Just to see making, uh, making NFTs here. That's a good yeah. Bitcoin. Yeah. You can be in, in, in my M. That should be on a shirt. That could yeah, be a We should make that shirt. That's a good Bitcoin, Jesse. I'm pretty, 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 pretty. Yeah. Impressive. Hey, man. I, I'm impressed with Jesse's ability to make NFTs. You see that top? You should one up get there? yourself like a, what are those things called? A, a walk on tablet? I have one right here. To mm-hmm, like yeah, draw. One. You have one? But I, I, are you, are I you using it? My surface. No, no, no. I'm using a mouse. Use oh, my shoot. surface. Yeah, you know, the surface. Like the Microsoft surface? Yeah. Oh, so you like a touch screen? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got a pen. It's nice. Yep. Uh, you can be an in in my in baby girl. That'd be good. That's a good song, bro. That's an R and B song. Somebody needs to write like uh, J- Jer- J- 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 Jeremiah. What's that guy's name? Not Jamiroquai. Jeremiah. Or maybe Genuine can write that. You want to write songs somewhere? Uh, you know he might. I'm gonna tell that to my girlfriend later on. I'm gonna say hey, you can be an in in my m. She's going to go, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm going to go, don't worry about it, girl. You don't have shit to talk about anyways. Because I'll be talking crazy shit. All right, so let's move it along here. Uh, While Jesse creates that brilliant NFT for... That's a one-of-one, Wayne, by the way. That's going to you, buddy. And there ain't going to be no minting fees on that. Or maybe there will be. I don't know. Jesse, what do you have in mind for this NFT? How are you going to get it to Wayne? I have no idea. Okay, so we're gonna cross mm-hmm. that bridge when we get to it. I can help you. I can help you with that. I mean, it's on it's on X die, so we'll have to move it. Either he gets on X die, or we someone pays for it to go to the main net, which is not cheap. So, um, do you think that this regulation scare that's starting to grow from the U.S. is? actionable like they're going to actually take action or do you think it's just like the general thing that the u.s does every year when they're like hey we're really gonna regulate it this year we promise what do you think i'm reading how big a multi-suit can be so y'all go ahead okay okay i'm gonna get this conversation going by saying (laughs) i think that i'm dead I think they're close to regulating. I think that you would be foolish to not think that any year it'll be dropped on the public that the U.S. is regulating and is going to decide who wins and who loses in the U.S. Right. I think. I think countries on this planet are still stuck in the. I need to have all the power mode. And I don't know when we get over that. I think only. Uh, an alien threat would allow countries to get over that. I'm dead serious. Like, I think it would take, I know that sounds crazy, people listening, but I think it would take like a straight up Oh, look at that. Look at Luciano. Oh, no, I was reading this comment by Luciano. Make me feel so good about myself. Look at this. Look at us go. Look at us. 
What do you say? Uh, uh, Luciano, you need to tell your friends about us, man. Because we've been yeah, doing that's this for years. That's why we're not full of followers. We have great conversation because we're terrible. We have great conversation because we've been we've been doing crypto for a really long time. Corey, we've been working in crypto for like, what, five years now. Uh, and uh, we know all about this stuff. And, you know, we do a really bad job of telling people that we're actually we actually make a really good crypto podcast, but not that bad because we have a fair amount of less listeners. So, I mean, tell your friends, you know, you'll get an NFT too. Jesse, whip up this man an NFT. Get right. Get him going. Luciano Rapero. Hey, become a I don't, Luciano. Why does nothing show you the limitations of the multi-sig in Bitcoin? I think it's only five. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Go to Bit. Go to BitGo. BitGo would know. That's their shit. That's their jam. Whatever they do, you can rest assured it can be done. And that's no. I'm happen. looking for the theory. So like, all right. He wants the documentation. Which so Wayne, unfortunately, at this moment, I'm not a thousand percent up to speed on all of these bills. I know that recently the crypto community was able to change some verbiage in a bill that got passed. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Like, I, I fully understand. Uh, oh, real quick. Luciano, don't show your friends the Cheetos episode or last week's episode. Those are two. <laughs> you can leave off of the document. What was that? Oh, last because I'm not here. Well, I was if, basically, if there's a show without Corey, it will not talk about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency whatsoever. But it will potentially be fun to listen to. <laughs> the conversation was like this. Hey, Jesse, what do you think about this? And he was like, I don't know, D, what do you think about it? Because I'm too busy drawing this NFT right now. And I was like, but that, I guess I'll talk to myself. That's how we'll do this. <laughs> no, no, I talk to you. <laughs> but very sparingly. Um, Sorry. I'll talk to you more if you ask me to. Um, man, when you've been telling us to watch Crypto Daily for a long time, but I've always wanted to not be that podcast that just regurgitates other people's content. I see a whole lot of spit swapping on the internet when it comes to like putting content out there. But um, I mean, the, the the threat is kind of looming that the United States is going to regulate uh, crypto and and aggressively try to. I don't know what this does for price, but and if it allows even a possibility where's that dumb and dumber gif you're telling me there's a chance that um big and large large entities will be able to buy hold sell and store cryptocurrency on behalf of their clients then crypto has officially won at that point um so i mean (laughs) i like that gift too I do that this is one. Interesting. That's what I look like when I'm looking at my popcorn pop in the microwave, Alicia. I look at it like Birdman's looking out that window. So, so what is interesting, Corey? Oh, I figured out. I mean, there's a there's a really quality answer in the Bitcoin Stack Exchange. Uh, so I was asking, like, what's what what's the limitation on this? And it's basically the size of the of, um, the redemption script. You're limited by the size of the redemption script, and so that's changed over time. Um. Over time, based on how Bitcoin script has been upgraded, but for, for the longest time it was basically three. Let's see. Um, yeah, originally there's also like a difference between standard. So there's a certain standard, and then there's like validity. So the standard basically defined it up to three, to like one or two of three or three of three. Um, so sending a two of four and multisig in the original standard wasn't 
like part of the standard, but it would be considered valid. And so the next question is like, all right, so what scripts are considered valid? Like if you if you built one, would it work? And would, would a Bitcoin transaction be considered valid? And the answer is that's changed over time. And it also depends on how big of the size you keys you keys you use. Because for Bitcoin keys, there's compressed and uncompressed keys. And mm. with SegWit, it even introduces a little bit more. So like uh, you can, I think with, uh, let's see, in the standardness of version 0.9, 0 0.9, which is a little old, I think around 0.10 now, I'm not sure. It was, you can go up to one of 12, two of 10, three of eight. And so like, depending upon your scheme, dictates the size of the number of keys you have to include and like the definition of standardness, mm -hmm. which then dictates the size of the overall transaction or like the redemption script. And so it depends is, is basically the answer in Bitcoin with, mm -hmm. with, 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 uh, with smart contracts and Ethereum, it's, it's much, much different. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't really matter. You kind of do whatever you want. It's just the, the, I would say the security of Bitcoin multisigs is greater than the security of Ethereum ones. Ethereum's are just, you can do a lot more with them, a mm -hmm. lot, lot, lot more with them, and you can hold more than one asset. I was trying to come up with something, but all I could say is validity. That's it. That's all I got. It's such a good... Man, I really love System of a Down for creating that reality for everyone now. Anywhere that ends with E, you could do any word. You could do that too. You can even do it with. What are you making? It's your NFT. That's surprising. What? Yo, yo, that's surprising that you can't recognize it. That actually looks like a coin. Looks like a casino coin. It'll be it's fun. I realize what it is. He's in it. He's in it to win it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Wayne, that's going to be 320 ETH for that NFT. Just, <laughs> just, just letting you know. Just letting you know. And I've come to that value as a fair market standard of my brain. And that's how much I think that NFTs work. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. So while Jesse's doing that, um, we need to talk about some of the biggest news of all. Oh, you know, Alicia told me. What's he say? It's our logo. <laughs> is it? It will be. Oh shit! Yeah, it is our logo. I didn't see. I didn't. I couldn't see the the color change in between the two circles. Mm. Ooh, this will be good. Mm -hmm. Good luck, man. Like when he says, mm -hmm. you got some. You got some. You got some low resolution. Some high resolution work in there. I love how locked in Jesse gets on these NFTs. Like he's he's in there. He's in there like swimming. <laughs> the moment we lose him on conversation, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go make an NFT. I'll see you later. <laughs> no, he got derailed because Wayne was like, Yeah, Wayne, Wayne wanted an NFT. He right, he said, I want an NFT BP, and hence I am making one for him. I see it, dude. Yeah. I know one thing before you get that haircut. I got bored with the conversation. Before you get the haircut, <laughs> if you get that haircut ever. We're gonna have to NFT it somehow because geez, man, we gotta do the boots too. I still need the boots. I gotta put That's the boots true, on. Dude. What happened to the boots? Oh, they're sitting right here. I'm staring at them. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's I haven't gone so outside. Tom that Brady. <laughs> one, I think it's so beautiful that that art that athletes are are really diving headfirst into crypto. I think it's gonna have so many effects push towards mass adoption in such a large way like 
I could go into facts I don't know about history, about how important sports are to humanity, but just think about it. And you'll say like, oh, yeah, sports are really important to humanity. All right. Go back to the Coliseum. Go back to those, uh, you know, killing Incan Indians. Was it Incan Mayan? Wherever they had like the stadiums, you know, they played like the kind of soccer game. And then whoever lost the soccer game probably yeah, Aztecs. offed Aztecs. There we go. <laughs> Sorry if I was uh, generalizing Native Americanism. I think that's what I'm going to say there. Probably got in trouble. Who cares? Um, but sports are important to society. And with all these professional athletes of all sports and now the athlete of all athletes in America, Sir Tom Brady. I hate that I had to say that, but respect has to be given because he's a sir now. I mean, if he could be knighted, he would be knighted. Like, let's be serious here. He's a sir in all you know, intents and purposes in America. So Tom Brady had publicly said he's willing to take some of his salary in Bitcoin recently, which is a big deal. Like that's that's a bigger deal than it's being made let on because um, he doesn't make a little bit of money. And <laughs> him, if he can convince his organization to do what they need to do in order to legally pay him in Bitcoin, then it's going to be a very, very quick waterfall effect of other athletes choosing to do the same. I think the first athlete was uh, that offensive lineman who's really, really big into Bitcoin. Starts with the O. Um, I know you're talking about. I don't know his name though. That happened got a, a while back. He's got a really African name, but he accepted Bitcoin, his salary in Bitcoin one year, and like he's now worth a shit ton more, right? And so it's just going to be more commonplace. And with companies like Bitwage, who, if you're listening, I'm still interested in having that conversation about sponsorship. I'll let I'll let everyone know <laughs> that I want to get sponsored by Bitwage. Um, more we'll just more. throw we'll throw general purpose. We'll take sponsorships out there. Yeah, yeah. pitch us your sponsor. Yeah. We may turn it down. But we're interested in sponsorships. There's about an 80% chance we're going to turn your sponsorship down. But speaking you know, of which, we still doing tr- we still doing nut, nut shaving? Uh, I mean, we should. I think. Yeah, we sh- Hey, we might want to mark this time the 56 minute. Let's do this. Today's show is brought to you by uh, Manscaped, and I present to you the Lawnmower 4.0. Designed for droid grooming, if you can see that. Yeah. Designed. Our so cameras if suck. If you head on over to manscaped.com. Yeah, they're not very good. If you head on over to manscaped.com, you can get yourself a lawnmower 4.0, amongst other things. But what this puppy is designed to do is shave your bells. So, um, you know, it's got a nice, easy-to-push button on there. I haven't charged this one since I received it. About is that the one you're using? Ago. No, no, no. This is one I received two and a half months ago. Um, you can see it's on. You can hear it's on. Um, it's still going. You know, it's still got a charge in it. 66% charged. You can see that light. Uh, or at most 66% charged. Um, we've got... Uh, you know, it's got this plastic here, so you get, it doesn't hurt when you get pinched. Uh, I've pinched, uh, you know, it's inevitable that you're going to pinch your nuts. Right. And uh, uh, mom, just don't listen to this ad. My mom came to visit me. So it's inevitable that you're going to pinch your nuts. Right. You're shaving them. Uh, But at least with plastic, it's going to feel okay. It might even. I haven't done that yet. You freak. 
You never pinched your nuts while shaving? Not with that. Not with a manscape. Oh, exactly. It's because of these plastics. You've done it with everything blade. else. Yeah. That's that's you know, I uh I haven't done it with these yet either. I probably will because you know you're in a rush. I'm more careful with the light. I'm more careful with the light. I'm not like I'm not yeah. guess there's no guesswork involved. So, you know, there's a light <laughs> so you can see your uh ball hair, right? And the thing about that is in the dark, when you're showering in the dark, but you also need to see your balls, there's a light on there for you to do that. Right. So if you go to you go to law, you get a lot more 4.0, you're good to go. Um, you know, I suppose it's not just for the dudes, you know, ladies can use. Uh, but I'm sure they're doing getting Brazilians and all kinds of stuff. Too. I would imagine they're trying to come up with a separate line that's branded specifically for women. Yeah, you know, but women seems like know, something a company would do. It'd just be kind of awkward if I walked in on my girl and she had, you know, a razor down there. I'd be like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I Is would. That, I, I would be like, would it be awkward if she walked in on you and you had a razor down there? No, it'd be understood. It'd be like, this is what mm-hmm. men do. We, you know, we shave our balls. But that's like, sexist. Wait, why is there a double standard? Because they don't have balls. That's it? I mean, well, no, just. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. The double that, standard. Double that, standard because women don't have balls. That's going off the rails. I'm sorry, manscaped.com. Don't pull us. <laughs> don't pull us. We're doing all right with it. They're not they're not, they're not gonna follow up. Um <laughs> yeah, so so just like the, the icon shows here, you know, uh, your balls will thank you. That's angel wings cradling testicles. Oh, it looks like no fingers and hands to me, just like up there, really? like yeah. So, you know, uh go out and get yourself. One of these. I will say it's actually pretty nice. A manscaped. It is, isn't it? Like I've heard no complaints. That's your contribution. Uh, from my lady. (laughs) It's pretty nice. (laughs) Pretty nice. All right, y'all want to wrap it up? I got an hour in. Yeah, let's go ahead and riggedy wrap. I hope. Oh wow, he did it, Corey. He did did, it. Oh, I want to zoom in back on this. Oh, that That is good. I think it's pretty damn good. Jesse, I'd like to see you give yourself a pat. I mean, you, I think some I think some part of it has to have the handcrafted artisan touch to it mm-hmm. that is not that is imperfection. Okay. So if anything, it makes it worth more. Because um, it wasn't it wasn't factory farmed in some in some gross field that's gonna that's gonna cause a virus to take over the world. It was made in a small USA only local growing f- organic free range factory. Non GMO. Yeah, we, we need to give this a story. Non GMO. So we, <laughs> we need to give, we need to give this a story. So that's a vegan NFT if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Dude, I think that's a that that could be a phrase like vegan NFT. So here's the deal. We got it could be actually guaranteed yeah. to make it sick. We need to give this a story so Wayne can resell it for 380 ETH. Right. And he'll only ever be able to sell it to other Waynes. But, you know, we got to start there. Vegan. Um, Isn't that what they put for vegan? I think that's it. I think that's it. That's a vegan NFT right there. I don't think any animals are on. Mm, somebody could find a way. To Wayne, do you want the vegan on there or not? You can just say yes or no. Certified vegan. He probably doesn't want that. That looks dumb. Oh, there's a there's a thing. 
Ah, that's right. Um, Look at us engage with our audience. I like it. This is good. This is what happens when you join the show live and you say things. So, uh, Uh, Russell O'Kong. Russell O'Kong was the football player. O'Kong, that's his name. Uh, Thank you, Alicia. uh, Man, that's a great last name. O'Kong. Uh, so let's. Uh, I want to do a casting call. I like doing casting calls. It usually result, results in somebody wanting to help out. What I would love to have is a Bitcoin Podcast Network specific Slack letter, right? Um, it's like a newsletter, but it doesn't come to your email. It's going to come to your Slack. It's going to come to your email when we at channel you guys, right? And what I would like to have is like a, a Slack letter that we could do maybe twice a month. Keep it keep it easy. Someone could aggregate important news that gives us the depth and breadth that we're looking for in all of crypto. We could do it. Right? We could do it with you have to own a certain NFT to, to get access to a channel. We could. And that would be great to do. I think we should do something like that. And, you know, we'll sell these NFTs. If you buy the NFT, you get access to this channel where you get alpha slack letters and we could call it alpha leaks. If that's not a thing. Right. And that's what we're looking for. So first, we're looking for the person who would be willing to do that for the podcast network and willing to obviously reap the rewards for doing that for the podcast network. Um, And then we'll come up with the scheme so that those rewards can be funneled to you. Uh, We know that you're going to be a big brain galactic thinker. So that's what we're looking for. Like, I think we should have a newsletter. I think we should have a regular way that we ping our listeners with information that we're providing them. Uh, outside of just listening to the show. So if you want to be that person and you like collaborating with Jesse, uh, myself, Corey, Alicia, Daniel, and Snake Eyes. I'm going to call him Snake Eyes, Corey. Because he's mysterious, you know what I mean? Doesn't talk, he's mysterious. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I've I've caught up. you got to be with me. I'm all caught up now. Um, Oh, yeah, I guess I'm just after this card. Um, then please join the Slack. Say, hey, I heard the casting call. You know, I want that to be me. I want to be that guy who gets to cover the depth and breadth of crypto and give it to the audience here of the 100, 861 people in Slack. But only like 100 of you guys are active every week. Oh, so, sure. Some of those folks are like old, 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 old folks. I'm, I'm, even the dudes we kicked may still be counted in that number. So it's hard to say. Okay. okay. For marketing purpose, we use it. But, you know. So let's riggedy wrap. So oh yeah, I want to say uh, I did a a explainer video on hashing. Like I did it for status. We do these things called learnups, where uh, core contributors do like give like an educational lesson about part of their domain expertise. I did one on hardware wallets, which actually goes into the, the theory on how wallets are made in cryptocurrency, and then how hardware wallets play into uh, why they're useful and how to keep your secrets safe. And then some best practices and ideas on uh, how to buy them and how to use them. So I did, I put this on the hashing it out uh, podcast, which will be coming back to this feed soon. Uh, but if you just Google, if you go to YouTube, do go to the hashing it out page. It's what I, I put it under the learnups playlist and I'll be posting those regularly as we make them in status. You know, as someone who has learned from you, you are a good teacher. I'll say Thank that. You. I appreciate that. So, I I put a lot of effort into like structured content for teaching somebody something. Mm-hmm. I don't put a lot of effort into doing these podcasts. So. No, you do. You do end up uh, teaching, you know, and yeah. 
piece writing. I care about explaining things, but I don't, I don't prepare or like get nervous or worried or like, this doesn't take energy out of me. Let's put it that way. Cause I'm not putting a lot. I'm not, I'm just showing up and I'm being myself for these podcasts. When I do like structured educational content, it takes a lot out of me cause I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort up front and I yeah. care a lot about the, like the, the content itself. And so when I'm done, I'm usually like tired. Yeah. That makes sense. That back wall is just going to be covered with TB. NFTBP NFTs. NFTBPs. NFTBPs. I think yeah. that's it's, I think that's it. That's what I'm gonna make an avalanche. NFT <laughs> I'm gonna go make a bunch. They're gonna be the the token you need to get the news slack letter. NFTBPs. I like that. I like that. So All right. um let's cut this off. I'm gonna go figure that out. <laughs> hold on, I gotta do the shout out. Patreon.com. Uh you can become a patron. Um that's where we're going to do our NFT drops. So the NFTs are only going to be available on the Patreon channel, right? So NFTs are a big deal. And, you know, in the offset that we become a big deal and you've got some of our NFTs, guess what? You're now a big deal. Sell that shit, baby. 380 ETH. Make a living. All right. Um, <laughs> you can join the Slack. Go to the BitcoinPodcast.com. Press the button that says Slack. Join us. Uh, very simple instructions. Pop with a pen, dude. Oh, shit. You hear that? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. We hear them. You heard it the whole time. Yes. Yeah, Why didn't you say? Oh, it? really? I just I just noticed it just now. Whatever you've done in the past minute or two, I've been. Oh no, I apologize. Um, it's just so hard because it's such a good click. You see it? It's a good click on that. Oh, we pin. hear it. It's got a good click on that pin. <laughs> All right. So, uh, can um, you ima- wait, wait, wait? I just want to. Can you imagine a keyboard where they clicked, and you I built can. it, and it felt great? Look, listen. Okay. Not like Corey. Corey may resume clicks, the ending. Corey's clicks could like summon Godzilla. All right, like if you, I think they're cherry blues. Uh, like those are, which are like the worst, those the are worst of the crunchy. crunchies. Yeah, pretty. Tough. I just love the. If you haven't seen Godzilla versus Kong, one, it's a way better movie than you think it is, than you think it's gonna be, and two, my favorite scenes are when God, they're like following Godzilla closely and he realizes there's another monster on the planet and he turns around and is like, is Godzilla going to have to smack a bitch? Like every time, like Kong wakes up, he's like, oh, hell no. I got to go fight that dude. Like I wish, like that would be such an easy existence. Like if there's others like me, I must go fight them because there can only be one of me. Like that's such an easy existence to me. That's, I feel like it's a lot of the animal kingdom. Like, hey, you look like me. Highlander, it's all, it's all Highlander. Yeah, you look like me, but not quite. So we're just gonna have to fight to the death now, right? Dude, my dogs, my dogs, all about that life. There ain't no boys walking in this house. No you boy dogs like, come in this house. Oh, are you a boy dog? You look like me, but not mm-hmm. quite. We're fighting. Like we're fighting. That's how it goes. Um, if you on your podcast app, if you want to give us five stars or mics or hearts or whatever they do on your app, please give that to us. Give us a rating. It does help us like uh, give visibility on those apps. Um, because they work on these like rating algorithms, the but, algorithms, you know, the algorithms, the gods. That's, I hate asking people to do things on, on whatever apps they're on. 
so much. It's like every YouTuber is like, please like, subscribe, and add something in the comments because you know that's what the algorithms want. Like, go fuck off. Just it feels very like peddling, does it not? It feels like the digital version of us. People want to be have bigger numbers than they currently have, so they get more revenues. They can make a living doing this stuff. Just find a better way to do that. Dude, I had a nightmare about the creator economy the other day, but we can't go into that. Maybe that'll be next week. Um, Listen, don't listen. It's fine. Whatever. Shout out to Kim Bozak, man. You've got, I know you might be listening every once in a while. You check us out. You got to come back. We have to catch up because he was traveling last time I talked to him from beginning to end to now is like something that has to be discussed. I mean, yeah, that's like an interview in itself. Like we just have him on for an interview because it's like, that dude's been through life. I still have your original business card ken that you sent me. do you really is it the the like the like cartoon characters that he made for us too yeah i keep it oh, wow. i'm gonna keep it forever because it was an interesting story um let's see um i don't know who that is <laughs> shout out to captain pex i guess shout out to old long neck and uh wide face zoe saldana uh uh, my mom's listening to all this. This is going to get offensive. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> He's like off the screen staring at you with a disapproving look. Just like, Shout out to that dude who tried out to be in the Yakuza but definitely got rejected. That's He's a serious Try guy. Guys. Shout out to what you say, Jesse. That's Eugene from the Try Guys. What's the Try Guys? What's the Try Guys? It's, uh, it, was a, it was a segment of BuzzFeed and they become really popular. And they realize they, they could leverage their popularity and be their own entity as a business. And so they did that and they became the Try Guys. And they have millions of subscribers on, on YouTube. Oh, and Eugene is a group yeah. of dude with long dongs. What, what are you life. watching on TV, Jesse? I, I, I have like very different interests. I am yeah. interested in those different interests. The worlds you're in. Yeah, are very so different the does, I'm in. does part drag too. It's pretty interesting. Look yeah. at the energy that's beaming from Jesse's head. That's you got to match that energy. If you're not matching that energy, all right, gonna have to get a gift. Yeah, time to get, time to get, time to outmatch Jesse's energy. Shout yeah. out to Issa Ray, um, dude. You're gonna get so matched. Teach me how to play Dota to, too. Uh, uh, there's a lot going Watch on the here. That's, I, I, I that looks am. like uh, Erica Badu, Jack Harlow, Lucy Vert, um, Lil Nas X, and uh, Pete Davidson. That's Pete Davidson for sure on the left. Man, that was yeah. a nice. I don't know why. Good job. I could have done any of those people head. other than they Pete just, Davidson. They stick in my head. Like I now, saw Lil a picture Nas? of like Rachel Lay Cook the other day. I think D just walked, just reads like tabloid magazines. That's what he's doing in his spare time. No, I'll tell you what I did do in middle school. I watched a lot of E Entertainment. Yeah, because you, you did middle school. You still do that. Because while on <laughs> well, I don't even know what channel it's on anymore. No By middle school, you mean real life right now, then probably. <laughs> yeah, it's on it's on my other room actually. And I was, you know, I just got through looking at what's going on with the Met Gala. And you know what? Some of those dresses, I don't know. It was a little They're bit see-through. <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Zotzi Beats. So give me something, give me something hard. So give me somebody hard. Why do we do this still? Because I don't know, it's something that we do, Corey. We have rituals, man. Rituals are powerful. Rituals, rituals are, are stupid. powerful. No, they're, they're actually stupid. pretty, pretty important. Um, yeah, for dumb people. That's really <laughs> tiny, but that's that's either Adele, Christina Aguilera, or I mean, 
There's a lot of white women that look like that, Alicia. It's really tiny. It's kind of blurry. Who is that? Give me a shout out. Who is that? Give me a hint. Hold up. That's probably in our notes here. I stopped caring. Well, it's not even in our notes. Jesse has embodied Nyan Cat Power beams from his brain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a hard time Uh, finding a better GIF. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. All right, everyone. Thank you for, um, you know, tuning in. Can you say that anymore? Nobody tunes in. There's no radio frequency. Maybe there's like a, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, there are. There's a podcast. Tuning into the podcast on your AM radio. And thanks for tuning into us, guys. Thanks for uh, typing in your URL and or like, yeah. you know, clicking through on your phone. We appreciate it. We're going to go grab a cigarette and some cocaine because if you're tuning Nothing into it, sounds as good. You know, you're definitely on an AM radio. All right, play the outro.